0: Welcome to the Kindness Chronicles, where once again we hope to inject the world with a dose of the Minnesota nice that it desperately needs. Today, we are going to be having a program that I've been hoping to do for uh, for a couple of months now. Uh, We are going to celebrate Vince Flynn. Uh, I knew him as Vinny. I've got on the uh, the horn with us. We got uh, KG. KG, you up? And then we've got who I have always believed to be Vinny's best friend, J.B. Lloyd. J.B., welcome.
1: Thank you, John. Uh, I don't know if I go that far, but I go way back with uh, with Vinny, so I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Well, it, it's funny because you know Vinny was one, and we're going to call him Vinny because that's what he was to us. I, uh, I mentioned <laughs> before on this call that for some reason when I would see him at the Barnes & Noble in Harmar, I felt compelled to call him Vince. It just, he just seemed so professional. And he would look at me like, I'm Vince now? I'll get over it. JB, small world. I was at a homecoming event at TIFF's. My wife asked me to go over to RF Moller Jewelers to get her ring uh, polished up. I'm good friends with Bobby and Bobby introduced me to this woman, Amy Lloyd. And it turns out uh, you might be related to her.
1: Yes, Amy, uh, my wife of, uh, we just celebrated our 29th wedding anniversary. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. She just started at RF Molar for Bobby here recently. She had never, good story, she'd never been into tips before. What? She actually went to St. Kate. She went to St. Kate's. I didn't know her in college. We met after school. She grew up in White Bear Lake. And then we've been living on the west side, so she'd never been in there until this last week. So uh, it, <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't look anything like I remember it, but uh, it's still the place to go over there.
0: It certainly was. There were a, a, a whole now you were a football player at St. Thomas, weren't you? That is correct. What position did you play?
1: If you've seen me at all, I didn't play linebacker. I didn't play defensive line. I played quarterback. Actually. Okay, that's what so, I thought. Uh, I thought
0: you were yeah. a QB. And wasn't Vinny a quarterback once upon a time?
1: met Vinny at school. Uh, we all showed up there three weeks ahead of time, freshman year, for football training camp and Vinny and I were both incoming freshmen and one of his classmates from the academy St. Thomas Academy Nick Flood oh yeah was also uh, was also on the team and Nick is uh, you know you, you mentioned I'm one of Vinny's good friends well so is Nick and they go back even further and Nick and I were both in the quarterback room freshman year so I got to know Nick right away and then certainly uh, got introduced to uh, to Vinny once uh, you know once camp started
0: and Nick's dad was Coach Flood, right?
1: That's right. Coach okay. Joe Santa Flood. Claus. Yeah, the yeah, legend. Yeah. He was yeah. a legend. I played. Uh, I played golf, and uh, one of the. And the floods are. I mean, they're everywhere. Right in St. Paul. I went to college with Tom Flood, and and no Nick, and uh, it, it's it's funny. His dad was an institution there, and if you had any classes in the FIAD department, if you had any sports that you played. You'd bump into coach flood and he was just a throwback yeah a couple couple things there uh coach flood you're right was still uh teaching uh by ed and actually two of the coaches on our football team in in 1980 uh well actually yeah it was 1984 the fall of 84 when i joined uh both tommy and michael flood were coaching for mark on oh
0: wow, on wow. That
1: team. so yeah i i think and if nick when he hears this he'll correct me but I think there were 13 floods in the family.
0: Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and was, was Nick a punter? I swear he was a punter in high school.
1: Well, he, he was as good an athlete as probably has come out of the academy. He was a, a, a really good quarterback. He, he, was a, he was a big kid, um, very athletic. Um, I saw him kick the ball a few times. He didn't punt for us, but I'm sure he could do that. He actually played, I think, one year of football, and then he went on and played football. Uh, for the basketball team there at the college. So he was a, he was a hell of a basketball player too.
0: Those floods were quite athletic. I um, marvel at their abilities and there were so damn many of them. My freshman year at St. Thomas, you guys would have been juniors. There was a guy on my floor who absolutely admired Vinny Flynn. And he was a kid from Buffalo Grove, Illinois and I wish I could remember his name, but he did the greatest Vinny Flynn impersonation. And at that point, I really didn't know Vinny, but he would come in and he would do this thing where he would slap himself on the on the thighs, and he was like being Vinny Flynn. And uh, Jim Griffin and some of those guys just lost their minds because it was such a spot on impersonation event. So,
1: yeah, the the, the funniest impersonation of Vinny I ever saw was from his younger brother. Tim yep. and Timmy just had him down like there was no tomorrow <laughs> and, you know, being the younger brother, he would do it and Vinny really didn't appreciate it, but we were all rolling laughing and uh, he was, uh, you know, he was the best one. They they had such a great family. Um, I think there are five of them in the family. I think there were four, uh, four or five boys, five boys and two girls. Uh, his mom and dad, Terry and Kathy um unbelievable people. I had the chance many times to go out to their house in Apple Valley and uh Vinny would, you know, invite me back every now and then for you know like a Sunday dinner during college so I could get a home cooked meal every now and then and you know really appreciated and enjoyed them. A couple of them played on the team uh with me Pat did. Uh Vinny's younger brother Kevin went on was a hell of a basketball player too. I think he played at South Dakota State. Timmy ended up playing for the college as well. I actually stuck around for a couple years after I graduated in '88 and coached, and I had the opportunity to coach Tim. Uh, But just you know, what a great family, and uh, they they were all Flins, and a lot of them called them Flinner. You know, everybody called him Flinner. Hey, Flinner, Flinner. We never called uh, Vince Flinner. It was always Vinny.
0: Vinny. Hmm. And KG, you know uh, uh, what is he? Senior commander. Tim Flynn. Oh yeah,
1: that's a great story. So I was closer with Timmy uh, Flynn in in college. I knew Vince, but uh, Timmy was the guy that I knew. And so I, you know, I spent a lot of my winters at the Excel Center in St. Paul. And a couple of years ago, I was wandering around there. And of course, there's a, a very strong St. Paul police presence in that building running security. And I don't know. This is five six years ago. I, I, I bump into my guy Timmy and I. Hey, Officer Flynn. And he's got a group of cops around. He stops and he goes, Corgi it's master commander Flynn <laughs> to you. And I could not, I couldn't hold it in. I, I wanted to show the respect that those, you know, that he deserved, especially in front of his guard. So I, I burst it out laughing and now every time I see him, it's just master commander. How are you? And he's at every home game. So I eventually will at some point bump into him and he's just an absolute character. I love that guy. Yeah. He's been in law enforcement a long time. And, uh, it was. I think it was the perfect place for him to land. I think it's a great, great fit for Tim.
0: Well, I ran no into. Course. He was down uh, at a at a wild game, and he was with uh, Axel Henry, who is now the the chief of police. And I remember Tim had on you know his he had on his uniform and he had a short sleeve shirt on, and he clearly has been doing more uh, dumbbell curls than I have. And I, <laughs> I I I said to Chief Henry, he wasn't the chief at the time. I said. Do, they, do these shirts come in men's sizes? And uh, I don't think Tim ever heard that. But if he listens to this, he'll probably uh, wonder what the hell is wrong with me. As this is The Kindness Chronicles, the reason I wanted to celebrate Vince was I remember long ago, I was one of the people that had the privilege of reading one of his original manuscripts. I have it in my safe in the basement. And I think that the reason he picked me to read it is at the time among this group of gals that uh, Kevin's uh, longtime companion and my wife, there's a group of gals that uh, I'm guessing Vince dated several of them and several others wish that Vince would have dated them. But let's not go there. Vinny never had any problems uh, with the gals. He uh, he asked me if I would read this manuscript because at the time I read a book, like I was probably the only guy of that group that actually read <laughs> a book that wasn't assigned to him. And I was a hmm. bit—I was a big fan of Ludlum and Tom Clancy and those kind of things. And I'll never forget: I sat down, I read the thing. I was blown away by the storytelling, just the way that he he wove this together. The only critique I had for him was I don't get the title, and the title was something like "The Right to Rise Up." And uh, he said, "Oh, I'm not in charge of the title, anyways. You know, if uh, if I get a publisher, they'll change the title, anyways." And the title was absolutely brilliant. But after all of his fame, I would I would still go and you know get the book signed and stuff, and he'd always make a point of. Waving to me, waving me up. And I'm like, I'm not going to walk to the front of the line in front of all these people. And uh, just he never changed. He was always Vinny. And uh, I was just always amazed with the fact that he's friends with Rush Limbaugh and he's friends with George Brett, the king of Jordan. And uh, he was still just a regular guy. And it's remarkable to me.
1: Yeah, he was riding in uh, the car with George Bush. right. (laughs) Whatever what? they call that vehicle, right? Oh. I mean, he's, he just jumps in the car and pushes, yeah, get in. Come on. I mean, <laughs> you know, the you know the thing about Vince, and it's been true ever since I first met him, uh, he just, he's one of those guys, you know, there's a lot of us when we walk into a room, you know, people don't really notice. But when Vinny walks in a room, everybody notices. And there's a lot of reasons for that, right? He's, he can be a little loud. He can be a little boisterous. Um, tall guy, well put together. Um, but he's really captivating, right? I mean, if, if, if you guys ever had the opportunity, I mean, he could tell, he could make the most mundane, boring story into the greatest escapade of all time. And you'd be just, you'd be just hanging on every word. And, you know, sometimes, you know, he would also, you know, he also liked to have fun with you or fun with other people. And, you know, he could get in your face a little bit and he wouldn't really tear you down, but he could, you know, he could rip you upside down a little bit. But at the end, he always found a way to bring it back around and he always put his arm around you or you'd always have a smile on your face. And he always made you feel good at the end of that conversation. And it was a, and we noticed that, you know, the guys that, um, had the opportunity to live with Vince and I, and we had a whole bunch of them, um, you know, could really tell that he had a unique ability. He was so, I mean, he was so proud of his St. Thomas Academy days. Right. And he, was such a, he was such a fan and admirer, I think, of history and, uh, you know, military history and, and battles and things. And he, I, I don't, I, 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 I was just so impressed always with his just ability to captivate people. And uh, um, it was just all he was always fun to be around. You wanted to be in the room next to him uh, every chance you got.
0: Absolutely. And do you recall um, the uh, you know, he was also an extremely patriotic guy. And I believe that his original intention was to be a naval aviator of some sort. Is that accurate? Do I recall that? right? And what happened? I
1: remember I remember him telling me the story. I don't know if he had flat feet or how he got DQ'd. But, um, and that was a joke um huh. but he, he he had something he, though he did he had a disqualifier he uh he looked at the air force in the, in the Air Force academy, and something disqualified him i don't i I can't remember exactly what it was, but yes he he was very uh patriotic, um like I said, I think a lot of that came from his history, right he was a v- very proud um you know proud american and Certainly, he, uh, you know, kind of had aspirations to do whatever he could to play his part and, um, you know, support our country.
0: Yeah, maybe it was excessive handsomeness. That's probably what uh, <laughs> my wife and some of her pals would say about uh, about Vinny's uh, shortcomings, if he ever had any.
1: I don't think there were many. I just what I really admired about Vinny the most is, you know, we were all so proud that a St. Thomas guy had gone and made it big, right? I mean, it was a really cool deal to see how big Vince got. And, you know, he was a regular guest on uh, Dan Barrero's show on The Fan. And and so what I was so impressed with as he got bigger and bigger and bigger to have these successes and these books and these relationships you guys have referenced with all the uh, the big stars out there, he never seemed to change. And when, when he'd be on with Barrero, and the conversation would be about how he would research, um, and, and how the, the access he got, and he really could have used that as a platform to pump his own tires. But for, for me, what was so impressive is he always brought it back to the book and the story and to the characters in the book. It wasn't about him. And to me, it just summed up when, when you hear people use the adjective humble, that, to me, is what I admired the most about, about Vinny, especially later in his career and and just the way he handled uh, the last couple years when um, certainly that had to be an extraordinarily difficult time for, for himself and his family. Um, he just stayed so grounded, still so much about others than himself. Um, and that's why, you know, John and I have talked about doing this, JB, for a while, and when you think of Kindness Chronicles and – shining a light on, on somebody that deserves it. I, I think of a guy like Vinny and the way he handled himself, and it just, I, I thought it would fit exactly into what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Well, go well ahead, said, Kevin. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I, I, I mean, that was well said. He, um, yeah, the end was, was certainly very tough, and he, he always had time um, for people. I went to a number of, um, you know, of those early book signings, and he would always kind of point me out. I'd stand in the back of the room, right? And everyone was asking him questions about, it. he's traveling here. He's traveling there. He's meeting all these people. You know, what's life like? And he'd turn around, and he'd point to some of us in the back and he'd say, hey, you know, I've got some good friends here that have been married for 10 or 15 years. And Vince really worked on his, you know, his craft. I mean, yeah. he was, he was, you know, head down, working his tail off um, to make it. And he gave up a lot. You know, early on in his life after uh, after college, and it was a commitment that he had. And I, I, you know, I've been trying to, you know, for many times, I've tried to think back what was the moment, right? Because we were living together after college, and uh, we came home one day from work, and Ben had a good job. He had a good job at General Foods. He got a nice job right out of college, and and he was doing fine. But you could just tell something really wasn't right, and he really didn't like it. And he came home and he said, hey, I quit my job today. Um, I'm going to go back to bartending at O'Gara's and I'm going to write a book. <laughs> and my roommate and I literally fell off the couch. Who, we who was like, the roommate, JB? laughing so hard. Uh, his name was Dave Santoni. Okay. Uh, Dave was from Omaha and uh, worked um, in town here with Mike McFadden. We lived with Mike uh, a bunch as well, too. But oh. uh, it was Dave and I. And... That thing came so far out of a Twins reference left field. You know, we didn't see that coming at all. And um, he kind of toyed around with it for a while, bartended for about a year or so. And then he came home again. And he said, hey, I quit my job at O'Gara's. I'm moving to Denver, to Colorado to finish my book. Oh, wow. And again, we're, we're just like, what is, what is going on? And we never really saw it coming. I mean, obviously you knew he had a, um, you know, very unique and talented ability as an orator, you know, somebody that could tell a great story. Um, But he really dove in and nobody, I don't think many people really gave him a chance. and, And, you know, the more I think about it, I'm sure knowing the type of person that Vince was, you know, that really motivated him. And he found something he was passionate about. Um, I think he was making some progress. It sounds like John. He got some good feedback from people like you. Um, I was one of those guys that didn't read a book unless I was required to. So he never <laughs> asked me. To, he never asked me to read anything, uh, um, or Dave Santoni. So it, it was. It was as you look back on, or you know, as I look back, I, I questioned it at the time. But as I look back, it, you know, the type of guts and nerve that it took to put really everything on the line. And he wasn't going to let it fail. And he obviously didn't.
0: And as I understand it, he self-published that first book. Like he got a few bucks from some local guys. And uh, I mean, I've got obviously one of his, the original books with the the, the green cover that's apparently, you know, a collector's item. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: I do Cloak well. and Dagger yep. Press
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it was. I think one of the guys was Mike Andrews.
0: It was, who yes. Owned a few
1: establishments uh, in town, and I think there were a few guys behind it. Um, but uh, I yeah, know it, it was quite a story.
0: Tom Bernard was an early adapter, and he was a big cheerleader for Vince. And you know, I think what what drew people to Vince, you know, you, you mentioned that he was such a, a, a great storyteller any, you know, KG, you mentioned, you know, just the, the humility that the guy had, but really more than anything is he just made the people around them, around him feel like they matter. I mean, he really, when you were with him, I, I remember running into him at the state fair and I and this was, this was deep into his success. And I was shocked that he was at the state fair and KG was kind of like you walk, you know, he was walking around with his hat way down. <laughs> You know, so so nobody, you know, what's the term, use clomps? No, I'm teasing. Well,
1: it's the great Minnesota clomp together, so yeah.
0: (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I just went up and said hello, and I was with Becky, and, you know, I didn't, I kind of felt like this guy has become such a big deal that I'm just going to say hi. And he's like, well, where are you going? I'm like, well, I figured that you got people to see, things to do. And he's like, well, let's get, I mean, and it was just like, What? You know, and mm-hmm. I consider myself sort of like third tier, the third ring of friends, but he treated me like I was, you know, right up there on Mount Rushmore with you, JB.
1: Hey, you, you know, I, I I attribute a lot of that to his family. He came from uh, a home of, you know, five brothers, two strong, you know, uh, strong-willed sisters. His mom and dad were uh, exceptional people. Um, you know, that stuff... It, it, it doesn't leave you. And uh, it, it, he had a, a, a real solid foundation there. Um, I'm sure growing up in a family of that size, I didn't have that many brothers and sisters, but I'm sure you had to, you know, you had to make a name for yourself and you had to um, certainly understand what it took, you know, to be successful and, and to support and to love your family. And uh, he, he certainly, I think, carried that forward in everything that he did.
0: And JB, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Mankato. Oh. So uh, I was born and raised there and then uh, came up here to go to the to go to go the college in, uh, in 1984.
0: West or east?
1: I went to west.
0: Oh, God, I hate those guys. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, uh, my kids uh, <laughs> played football for Matamidi, and we'd always make it to the first round of the state tournament. And for whatever reason, we'd always get stuck playing Mankato West, and they would just crush us. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so not a fan, yeah, it, not a fan. Sorry.
1: It, if, it, <laughs> if anybody asks, I laid the, I my, my class helped lay the foundation for all the success that they're having. It started. Yes. <laughs> that's where it all started. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. the, uh, the, the t- tell me, uh, do, do you have a family JB?
1: I do. Yeah. With, uh, as I mentioned, my wife Amy and I have been married for 29 years. I've got a son. Uh, who's gonna be twenty seven here coming up in about a month? All right, and I've got a daughter who's a daughter who's twenty six and they both live in town and oh nice. Uh, we get we get to see them a lot and and uh, and, and spend a lot of time with them. so um, you know, born and raised here in Minnesota, and uh, certainly have uh, my mother still lives in Mankato, so uh, I get down to see her uh, frequently and uh, uh, everybody's good.
0: Well, I'm heading because down. KG, I just got to tell you, I'm heading to Mankato on Friday, and I'm having lunch with my 99 uh, year old uh, girlfriend down there, and yeah. uh, she's excited because she's got a 20 percent off coupon for the Perkins. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna we're going wild. We're probably gonna get an appetizer, and uh, she eats. The, her- well,
1: you get a discount, John, if you're 55 plus. Are you there yet? <laughs> I am.
0: I am the is there.
1: You got God, a coupon to It's there. called it's, old age. It's finally so happened. Enjoy. I'm going to start
0: hitting from the gold tees too.
1: Exactly. Well, so- no, I, I was going to ask JB, <laughs> I, I know the kids were fairly young uh, when Vinny passed back in 2013, but did they have a decent relationship with, with Vinny and did they get to know him a little bit? Uh, you know, as you guys stayed in touch and were good friends. Yeah. I, you know, a little bit KG it, um, it, you know, it's it's hard, right? Your life comes up and people right. are doing, you know, different things. And um, Vince was actually in, in Amy and, and my wedding. Um, so another uh, interesting fact, he was the <laughs> life of the party at that uh, reception <laughs> as well, too. I felt kind of like the third wheel. Well, with, coincidentally, uh, JB,
0: that. he wasn't in my wedding, but he was at my wedding. And uh KG, I'll have to tell you about the gals from the crew that uh were giving Vinny the eye at the time. It was uh that was back in ninety-six oh. and he was unattached. So he oh, was Oh boy,
1: but they were howling at him.
0: He was very popular, let's just say that.
1: Oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> so so I will tell you, John, all my kids have his books. Um Amy Amy obviously knew him very well. And um he couldn't have been um you know, nicer and more loving of her and what she means to me and how we kind of progress. And as I mentioned, you know, he he kind of put on this, he kind of put off, you know, starting his own family to, you know, kind of fulfill the dream that he had of, of, of getting these books off uh, off the ground. And, um, and I know it was always something that he would get to, um, but he was always a huge supporter and, and a, a great friend of my wife and I.
0: Do you have any uh, any stories from your, your early days with Vince that are especially memorable that uh, might entertain the, uh, the listeners?
1: Well, you know, when I came up from Mankato, um, I think one of the only reasons Vince kind of latched on to me is because I had a car at college <laughs> and Vinny uh, Vinnie didn't. So Nikki Flood didn't have a car either. I, you, I, you can imagine with his size of his family fighting over, you know, getting some wheels was tough. But um, so I would he would give me the tour of St. Paul. I quite honestly, you know, knew some some things about Minneapolis and from from Mankato you go to Edina and you know you used to go to Bloomington. You know, where they going to Met Stadium or whatever? But I didn't know that much about St. Paul, and he was the greatest tour guide. Right? Imagine. Having a tour guide like that and the places that we saw and the things that we did, whether it was grand old days, and you mentioned it, John, or it was, um, you know, going down to, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the stories about getting up early and uh, getting on that bus and taking it down Grand Avenue, downtown St. Paul for St. Patrick's Day. Um, Just a number of things, but he really got me to understand, appreciate, and fall in love with St. Paul.
0: And what are you doing living on the west side of town?
1: Well, that's a good question. It is. Uh, I get asked that. As a St. Paul uh, from, guy. You know, from from a lot of my friends. So, um, you know, when you get married, those decisions aren't always your own. So, oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. I'll, I'll just leave it there. For,
0: forgive me. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, are you... You know, Vince would often, you know, use the names of uh, of people that he knew in his books. Was there a was there a Colonel Lloyd? I I, I don't recall. Did you make it into any of his books?
1: No, there wasn't. But there's kind of a kind of a interesting story. Um, I sent you a picture earlier this week, John, of uh, of Vince, and it was at a tournament, a golf tournament down in Mankato. It was actually at Mankato Golf Club. Okay. And I, I guess whether this is good or bad, I really, I introduced Vinny to golf. He hadn't ever played. Um, when we were in college, I actually played on the golf team. So I actually played KG as well for Coach Flood in the spring. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, most of the stuff was in the fall, but I played a little bit in the spring, but, um, so I was still playing some competitive golf in the state. Vinny kind of said, well, you know, let's go out and play. And, I mean, he was as bad as you could get. (laughs) Right. And, uh, but he kind of got pretty passionate about it. And I know, uh, towards the end, he was very passionate about it and he had gotten a lot better, but we, we would go to this tournament. I invited these guys, all these college guys, Nicky flood would come down, Tom Tracy, Tom Tracy from he was at Notre Dame, but when he'd come home, he'd, he'd come down and I'd bring all these guys down to this tournament. And it was kind of, you know, there was a, kind of a first or championship flight that I would play in and, the, but they had flights for everybody, it didn't matter what you shot. You'd get put in the flight with similar guys and these guys would come down and you saw the scores that were on uh, that scoreboard that I showed you. I mean, it was, it wasn't well, good. No, it was well <laughs> in excess of a hundred and these guys had so much fun and then they do a Calcutta on, you know, one of the nights. And so it was, it was a big party and, um, we'd stay at my lake cabin down there and just play cards all night. And it turned out to be great. But one of the guys from Mankito that, um, would play in the tournament all the time, his name was Andy Rapp. Oh, and, if oh, you know, if you know, you know, anything about this, the, book, the books, yes. Rapp is a rather prominent name. So, you know, um, yeah. So although my name is nowhere to be found in any of those books, which is just fine. um, Andy Rapp's name I think is probably a pretty prominent.
0: It, it, it's interesting because I know several people with the name Rapp who claim that they're the reason that the Mitch Rapp name. You know, do you know Eric Rapp? I I do not. Okay, so he was a St. Thomas Academy grad. He probably would have been a uh, a freshman the year you graduated and really athletic guy and I was always under the impression that it was named for him but it was Andy rap that's well, hilarious was was
1: I, a- I never got a confirmation from Vince I never really asked him but that dates back to about 1989 okay so, or 1988 so if someone can go back before that then um, certainly they could link they could lay claim to well,
0: you. I may I just may have started a controversy that's gonna get the people talking. So I love it. I, we had uh uh the rookie from the the Garage Logic uh show on a couple of couple of months ago, and he mentioned that he was proud that he uh that he got into the book um as a dog. Uh one of the uh, <laughs> one of the characters dog was named rookie and you know, you mentioned that he was, all, KG, you mentioned that he was always on the, the Dan Barrero show, but he always was first on Suchere's show. And, you know, Suchere, his interviews with uh, with uh, Vinny are played all the time when they take a day off. They play a best of show and, you know, every fourth show is one of the, the Vince interviews and that was a guy that, you know, obviously his charisma was, was incredible, but he That's was so good, but oh, such a great such communicator. A
1: good, yeah. I mean, I honestly, and I got to know him through the Barrero show because I'm kind of a fanaholic, and I, I just, he was so comfortable, such a good storyteller. I know Jv's touched on that as well. Um, and, and obviously he's world famous, one of the best, you know, all time when it comes to. His uh, his style of you know being an author, but I mean, just on the radio, some guys don't have that translate. Some guys that that are writers are real stiff in that setting. He was the opposite of that. He was he could have had a radio show and 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 could have just crushed it. Could have been syndicated the whole thing. I mean, he had that way about him. I mean, what a talented human being.
0: Yeah, I encourage.
1: Wasn't he on. Yeah, wasn't he on a, a few Fox episodes as well? um On some of their news. New oh, absolutely. Yeah, if, I, I have a feeling he was. I can't remember exactly. But KG, you know, it's funny because when, when you say that, how comfortable he was. I didn't know until I, I don't know when it was. It was years after he published his first book that he was uh, that he had dyslexia. He I had no never idea. Told, he never told anybody at college. He um, I will tell you, he was not very proficient when it came to English at the at the college.
0: Isn't that Um, he
1: struggled? And um, it was, you know, we used to kind of make fun of it um, because he would you know, we 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 were just puzzled. Right. Because he was so into history and he could tell a story. But getting it kind of down on paper, he he struggled, and we did. We, you know, I was still mature at the time, and I wasn't really paying attention. That, it, you know, nothing like that ever, you know, crossed my mind. And I learned years later that he was, you know, he had dyslexia, and he in it really challenged him immensely, and it, it obviously impacted him, right? And to fight through that. And to choose a profession to go, you know, go right into the headwind of something that's probably your biggest challenge in life and overcome that, uh, to me is just, you know, a testament of, you know, who, who Vinny was, uh, and who Vinny still is.
0: KG, that so, would be, that would be like you and I deciding we're going to become aerobic constructors. <laughs> or, or no, nutritionists.
1: Yeah, there you go. Nutritionists. Uh, it, it's just, it's remarkable that he, was able to land where he was. He had the passion for that and overcame so much just to even get started. Like, how do you get to that place where you say, all right, I've got this, I've got this issue that you know requires me. It, it's going to be extra difficult if I go this route, but this is my passion and this is what I want to do. And then when you, when you told the story about how he just came home and said, I'm going to be a bartender. I'm going to write a book. And had no worry whatsoever. You guys probably were like, this guy's nuts. He's insane. But, and then to see the whole thing play out the way it did, it is, I mean, I, there has to be at some point, a movie, uh, that, that gets done to tell his life story because it's, you know, that, that to me is the, uh, the icing or the cherry on top of the Sunday because it, it already is such a long shot, right. To make it as big as he did, to have the relationships he had with the, you know, the, the, the presidents and the people that, really make the big decisions on that side of things and, and, uh, you know, to know that he overcame, uh, everything he did just to get started. I I just find it to be one hell of a story.
0: What is, uh, what I think is, is really fascinating, you know, is, you know, is the fact that he knew so much about, you know, the world, world politics. And I would love right now for, Vinny to be around to truly explain what's going on in Israel with Hamas and to the North Hezbollah and I mean he could get into the weeds on those type of topics and actually know what he's talking about and to your to your point JB if you go to YouTube and you 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 put in Vince Flynn there are so many videos of him and I've watched every one of them many many times I just I I find the guy so entertaining and I've watched he was on with bill o'reilly i mean he's been on with you know some of the biggest names uh in, in entertainment and the guy just slayed every time that he was on and he t- just huh. to your point kg the humility just came through one last kind of funny story and then we can wrap this up he talked about the time that he met bill clinton do you remember mm-hmm. that story jb
1: i do not Okay, I don't.
0: So he and I, the only reason I know it is because uh, he talked about it on the uh, the Garage Logic show, and he said he had met Bill Clinton a, a, a while back, and he was just impressed with how Bill Clinton was just so attentive, and it was it was it wasn't a surprise that he was a successful politician because when he talked to you, you really felt like he was talking to you. He said until the second time i met him and my wife lisa was was with me and oh. he said he said bill came up to me and he goes hey i know you and he said he didn't look him in the eye all he could do is look at his wife and oh, and vince no. in the in the interview vince is like hey 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 i'm here I, I, you know i'm the one that you know the ex president had his way with things as well but but can you just see him? Hey, I know you.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good story. And by the way, I, I don't blame Bill Clinton at I, all for that. I, and I, <laughs>
0: a lovely person.
1: John, I'm I'm so appreciative and thankful that you that you called. Um, I I can't believe it's 10 years either. Um, it's it's you know you mentioned how Vinny was very humble. It's humbling for me to you know think about him again. I think about him every day, and and that's not cliche something happens in my life that reminds me of him or makes me think about him. Um, the influence he had on me, the, you know, how lucky I feel to have spent the time that I did. Um, I am not Vinny's best friend. Um, there are people that are certainly closer to him than me, but, um, I consider him my best friend.
0: That's That's quite a compliment. It really is. And that's kind of how I feel about KG. KG's got, no, I mean, seriously, I mean, KG, I'm not kidding. (laughs) That we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out the tissues, people. But but there are people like Vince, who have such a magnanimous personality that there are a lot of people that that just would love to be best friends with Vince. And Vince just he he oozes that kind of kindness to everybody that was around him. And I I the reason I called you is because I recalled you being his best friend in college. So I'm gonna check that box. And as we grow old, we you know move different directions, and life gets in the way of uh, of your friendships. But KG, in many ways, you're kind of that guy. Like I know that that guy that runs the golf course down in at the casino <laughs> says he's your best friend. I don't I don't buy it.
1: Yeah, kudos to Mike Luckcraft. We love Lucky, <laughs> but uh, we don't do a podcast together. That's and right. I, maybe I just. I just think of the people that I, like John, like Mark McAfee, that I was there you go. tight with in college, that I am still tight with today. And I just think listening to you tell those stories, going the, the down to Apple Valley for a family dinner, that had to be just priceless to see those goofballs all together. Vinny's you know, sister was one of our athletic trainers uh, when I played hockey at St. Thomas. And I, I just. Kelly. Yeah, uh, Kelly. Awesome. So, as you said, strong personality, great personality, wonderful people. Um, and I, I just love that I still bump into Master Commander Flynn at every single wild game because you have that connection, you know, when you go to school with these guys and you play sports together and you're, you're in that same network. It's a small circle. I mean, I know St. Thomas has gotten so big, but if you go back to the 80s and, and, and look at what we had and, and some of us into the early 90s that took the seven year plan, um, it was a much smaller setting. And I, and I bump into people that we all hung out with. This day, and it, it takes me back to one of my favorite times in my life. So I really appreciate you sharing these stories and 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 just bringing us back into Vinny before he was Vince Flynn, the author. Just Vinny at St. Thomas. Those were good times.
0: And as this is the Kindness Chronicles, we'll end on that note. But thank you, JB. Thank you, KG. Um, just uh, was really looking forward to uh, to putting this together. I uh, hope to run into you sometime.
1: You got it. Thank you, John. And thank you, Kevin.
0: All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. And off we go.